Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love? I'm well. How are you? I am okay. Well, today's uh, we're going to talk about cryptic folklore. Um, this one is very interesting because I live in the same county that this folklore is um, speaking about. So we're talking about the Goat Man of Prince George's County, Maryland. Our journey begins in May of 1971, when George Lazama, a University of Maryland student, conducted an undergraduate folklore project on the Goatman. This project later found its place in the Maryland Folklife Archives. According to Lazama's paper, the Goatman was said to be located on Tucker Road in Clinton, Maryland. But the same story doesn't end there. Later that same year, in October 1971, reporter Karen Hosler stumbled on Lazama's project in the American Folklife Archives and decided to report on it in the Prince George's County, Maryland uh, news. However, this time the Goatman's location was placed near Fletchertown Road in Bowie, Maryland. A curious twist in the tale indeed. The intrigue deepens as Hosler's report delved into a fascinating theory about the goat man's origins. It was suggested that the creature's roots could be traced back to the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center. As we explore this cryptic topic, we'll uncover various versions of the goat man legend and the accounts of those who claim to have uh, encountered this uh, enigmatic creature. Is the goat man merely a figment of folklore and urban legend, or is there something more to this elusive being? As we continue our investigation into the enigmatic goat man of Prince George's County, Maryland, we uncover more intriguing aspects of this captivating legend. While the origin of the goat man stories can be traced back to the early 1970s, some of its most haunting legends are set in the 1950s. During this period, reports of mysterious dogged disappearances and deaths emerged within the county, which locals attributed to the elusive creature known as the Goatman. However, a closer examination of the remains revealed a different story. The death of the unfortunate dogs were more likely the result of passing trains, dispelling some of the more chilling claims surrounding the Goatman's involvement. Despite this, the allure of the legend persisted, fueled by human fascination with the unknown and the inexplicable. The Goatman became a fixture of local folklore, capturing the imaginations of young and old alike. Among the many eerie details that fed into the myth, Graffiti with the haunting message, Goat Man was here, began to appear throughout the country, the county, leaving an unsettling mark on the landscape and minds of those who encountered it. Even law enforcement found themselves drawn into the intriguing, uh, 
into the intrigue, receiving frequent calls reporting goat man sightings. While some of these reports may have been genuine, a significant number turned out to be pranks. Nevertheless, the persistent belief in the goat man's existence revealed a community deeply invested in preserving and perpetuating its cryptic lore. As time passed, the goat man legend continued to evolve, intertwining with the fabric of Prince George's County's cultural identity. The stories expanded, drawing upon a rich tapestry of local history and blending fact with fiction, leaving behind a legacy that endures this to, to this day. As our investigation deepens, we encountered a diverse, chilling accounts of the goat man's appearance. While the creature was commonly described as having a human face, its body was said to be covered in hair, sparkling both fear and fascination among those who shared their encounters. However, the descriptions varied significantly with some claiming that the goat man resembled a hairy, hairy humanoid, while others likened it to mythical fawns of ancient Greek mythology, possessing the lower body of a goat and the upper body of a human. In the eerie heart of the northwestern Prince George's County, near Bowie, rumors circulated about the goat man's alleged residence. It was believed that the creature dwelled in a makeshift shelter hidden deep within the woods, wooden regions. The very thought of such a mysterious and elusive being living in the darkness of this forest sent shivers down the spines of local residents, adding to the aura of terror that surrounded the legend. But the stories did not end with mere sightings. Tales of the goat man's aggressive behavior emerged with chilling rumors suggesting that the creature would occasionally venture out to take lives of dogs or lash out in sudden violent fists, attacks, passing cars with an axe. The fear of such an unpredictable and potentially dangerous entity loomed large in the minds of those who lived in the area. Throughout the years, the goat man of Prince George's County has become a complex tapestry of fear, fascination, and folklore. Its mysterious presence continues to leave an, in, an indelible mark Damn. on the local community <laughs> and curious minds seeking to uncover the truth behind the legend. Okay, so before we close this out, what do you think about that? I've never heard of this before. No. So now you've put something in my mind that I wasn't even thinking about. However, I do wonder, like, nobody really talks about it from anyone that I've known. Mm -hmm. Is the goat man still alive? Possibly. I mean, because we don't exactly live in Bowie or Clinton, Maryland or Beltsville. So I guess it would, the word wouldn't travel that far. But I just think it's very interesting because I always hear about um, cryptids in, in West Virginia or Philadelphia with the Bigfoot or, you yeah. know, um, Washington State, you very rarely hear something that's so close to home. You know what I mean? When did you first hear about the Goatman? It's probably like a couple of weeks ago. I was listening to this podcast and they were telling like stories of different cryptids. I think it was like um, the Chupacabra in Mexico and they were talking about other things. And it was 
somebody mentioned the goat man and the guy looked it up and he was like yeah the goat man in prince george's county so that just lit up a spark that lit up a spark i'm like what a goat man in prince george's county and there goes the deep dive so i just did crazy research Mm. but they said it was the story is that it's a science experiment gone wrong or there's something more magical with it you know there's always been stories about um fairies and um mermaids and bigfoots and all these different um entities that used to like walk with us they say but i just thought it was extremely interesting is it a science experiment or is it something deeper than that that's a great question. I also think about people who have um, are born with more things than they usually would. So you do have people that can come out extremely mm-hmm. hairy. Mm-hmm. Or you do have people that come out with deformities that change the shape of their hands and their feet. Like so tails and stuff too. Perhaps it's something that's exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And then people create a name for that deformity. Do you believe that um, in the past the veil between like reality and magic was a lot thinner and it could be a possibility that those things existed or yes i um, yes <laughs> <laughs> the simplest answer answer for me to to give you is yes because i'm one of those people that do do believe that mermaids existed there are so many different cultures and places that embrace the existence or the potential existence of those things mm-hmm. being present amongst us. We also don't know how deep the ocean is. It's well, we do deep. know how deep it is, but we don't know what's down there. What's down there because mm-hmm. we are unable to physically survive in those mm-hmm. predicaments. So, yeah, anything is possible. Have you heard any um like stories or fairy tales or like scary campfire stories growing up as a kid? Campfire stories, yes, but they would be things that are of this world already. Mm. So we have um, stories or like folklore stories called um, Suronaguda, which is the rabbit and the pig. Mm. And then they start off the story like once upon a time, and then you agree with that. So there's like a call and response in that story, Mm. but it's always a lesson attached to that story. But the reason that makes it kind of folk lore-ish is that the characteristics of an animal are human-like so it's i mean it's like brer rabbit that's the easiest way to put it stuff like that where Mm. the animals are having conversations with one another and having conversations with humans Mm. that's interesting yeah we used to have um a folklore scary situation um back when i was in I think it was grade school, maybe elementary school. Um, there was a rumor going around between the kids. I guess the older kids passed down, but the um, the rumor was there was a killer clown in the woods um, close to my house. Um, and a killer clown would um, attack children. Not attack them, but like snatch them up and you won't ever see them again. So at school there was this patch of woods like right next to where we played for recess Mm -hmm. and everybody would be so afraid to get near that patch of woods because that's where quote unquote the killer clown Mm -hmm. killer clown lived 
So, um, I don't know. I, I never really had much um, folklore stories told to me as a kid growing up. You know, just little stuff like that. Yeah, me neither, really. But, I mean, just those lesson stories that incorporate animals. And then the animals were the main characters. Mm-hmm. With those human characteristics. But I'm pretty sure they are. I mean, I I could barely remember those stories. So You, know, you never had um, an uncle or uh, anybody just tell you, like, stories outside of what you just said? Like, mm. stories of, like people who can do like non-human like things and stuff like that not off the top of my head that i can think of hmm. but the goat man reminds me of the story of sunjata tell us and that tell us let's um, hear it it's crazy because it's like now that i have an opportunity to share the story there was a film that was based on a true story about sunjata's life hmm. um which was one of the kings or chiefs of mali the mali region and back in the day, I want to say it's Molly. Now I'm forgetting the story. But anyway, um, the way this um, space functions is that you have gr- griots um, or a jolly that tells stories of what happens between like lineages. Mm. So I guess like sometimes stories can become warped or like kind of shifted, like the game mm. telephone. Mm. However, how the story goes, how they created the film was that um, he was birthed by a buffalo woman. So the woman like was presenting as physically as as a woman from the waist up, and then down below she was shaped like a. Bull. So was she like a spirit or something? No, or she was an angel, a, a buffalo woman. Half, but just a real <laughs> buffalo woman. And so when he was born, he was kind of born like his dad's step second wife, hmm. something like that. One of the wives had put a curse on Sunjata, so he was born. Um, extremely disabled so he was unable to walk but also he's very very hairy and Mm. appeared to be very ugly but you know like his story was just like that he evolved into this very handsome man that was able to walk Mm. but things like that where it's like you hear stories from back in the day that kind of give you an an outlook or a different perspective of what could have been, but you don't know how much of it is factual because it's been passed down for so long. Mm. Maybe the woman was a black buffalo woman, but there's no, you can't really prove what happened previously. But there's instances where you hear stories about someone who has these supernatural abilities Mm. or are born half something, (laughs) half animal, half person. Maybe she was just like a really big woman and they just compared her to a buffalo right but there's this whole thing where she was turning physically herself um, into a buffalo but like half of her i don't know i need to find that film because i, I did watch it several times as a child but mm. now when it's look at it from an adult's perspective and see what i missed mm. so even with me telling the story it's also like that game of telephone where i'm like i don't know if i you know accurately describe but i remember specifically that the mom was like a buffalo something mm-hmm. yeah I I love cryptid stories, man. I, I love hearing about, you know, Bigfoot and aliens and um, Loch Ness Monster and stuff like that. I used right. to watch a lot of those shows as a, as a kid where they were just, you know, they was like unsolved mysteries or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I just find it interesting. We can't be the only, like... There has to be something else out there because there's so many 
people across the world with similar stories um, stating or talking about these beings. You know what I mean? Um, I'm pretty sure there's goat men, stories of goat men in, in Africa. And of course, there's stories of goat men in ancient Greece and Rome and probably stories of uh, goat men in, in, in America. Uh, pre-colonialized America, you know, um, in Native American culture, they have something called, uh, skinwalkers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, skinwalker, skinwalkers, or are these like, um, I want to say witches or warlocks or whatever, but they can transform into any type of animal that they, they choose, you know, and, um, some experiences with these skinwalkers are very negative. The skinwalkers will kill certain people or not kill them. Like, it depends on the skinwalker. But I feel like a skinwalker in Native American culture could be a goat man or could be a a, a Bigfoot or, or some type of wolf-type creature. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just find, find all that type of stuff interesting. It is interesting, but I also think about how much of the spiritual world we don't know mm-hmm. there is a presence of the spiritual world but they could be a whole another different yeah. aspect that we're missing but there's information that we do have like if you look at hindu culture and all the different gods that they have mm-hmm. and they have you know there's some with multiple arms and mm-hmm. some that are blue or in different colors um yeah did people imagine that or what that's what i'm trying to figure out did, did people imagine that mm-hmm. were there stories are these the type of stories that people told um, way back in the day when they didn't really have much entertainment? You know, they're just sitting around the campfire eating what they caught earlier. But can you imagine something that doesn't exist? Of course. People make up stories all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People make up stories all the time, especially... um towards their kids when they're trying to teach their kids a lesson mm-hmm. and they wrap these stories up in a in a um, beginning uh, middle climax and the end just to keep the, the listener engaged and they wrap it up in a nice bow I, you know I often think about how we have that quote life imitates art or art imitates life mm-hmm. because it's when you think about how our world works now where a long time ago, you would be watching West Wing, and it's like, ha-ha, how funny it is that they have a black president, and then mm-hmm. we have a black president, or mm-hmm. ha-ha, how cool would it be for us to, like, have cars that fly? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a reality, so it's like, maybe sometimes our imagination influences what our reality becomes, or could it be vice versa, where it's like, what is happening in reality now imitates our art forms and our stories that we tell. I love that. I think um, it could be another thing, too. We were speaking about egregores a couple of podcasts ago. What if it started as a story, right? And the collective thought energy towards the story created this being. <laughs> the placebo effect. Yeah, like we, somebody told a story and then it got to this person or that person and then people started believing this story and they would um, undergo a, a, a mass psychosis and everybody, one person might say they started, uh, they seen the goat man or Bigfoot and then mm-hmm. other people might start seeing it and that energy towards that thing creates, 
this entity. Yeah. I like that even as well, like that. Because that's what happens in our society, right? Mm -hmm. So, for instance, any time that there's an agenda put in place for us to feel influenced or inclined to vote for that person or, you know, be for a certain cause it's like yeah you know mm-hmm. or like we should do this and then the more that we see it the more that it's marketed to us the more that it's advertised to it we're more inclined to buy that product support the mission without really knowing the meaning behind it or really understanding whether or not it exists or is beneficial mm-hmm. the fact that it's often talked about or marketed in a certain way influences our choices upon it just like the goat man yeah. <laughs> the goat man could be completely made up yeah. and somebody just ran with the story and everybody's like oh my god the goat man yeah. or like you just see the wind blowing one time and you're and like you oh my god the, the goat, goat man, man. Yep. same thing with um what was it slender man oh the slender man was great this slender um if people don't know um the slender man was a character created online and people started to build on this character and it mean it made it it made it seem like the the slender man just just like came true, you know, because mm-hmm. so many p- people believed in it, and these um, girls who were following this uh, what is it post? I think it was like Reddit or something about the slender man, and they were so obsessed with it that I think it was three girls, two of the girls were going to kill their friend because they said the slender man told them to do it. Mm-mm. Yeah, you remember that, right? Yeah. I just remember how awful the story was. Like, it's what happened. It's crazy. Yeah. But the Slender Man was, it's not folklore. People, somebody just created it out of nowhere. And then YouTube and what was it? CGI and all those things. Yeah. And a lot of teenagers were following. And it gave it its life, a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And the Slender Man became real. And they have a whole film about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So interesting, so interesting. Very interesting. It also makes me think about something that's slightly off topic, but um, just recently one of my family members um, had a spirit medium reach out to them, but it was through a friend and they worked in the same company. But they were like, I have to speak to this person. Mm-hmm. So, and this family member of mine is highly skeptical mm-hmm. of things of that nature. But how specific she was of reaching her loved one. Mm. was so accurate coming out of nowhere but this idea of like um what they were explaining is that she wasn't really connecting with that person on the other side you know how you kind of like pray or if you're in a certain religion like you give offerings to your ancestors Mm -hmm. and things like that but the person that was her loved one was just like listen we see everything that you're doing Mm. we are here but we only reach out to you or we only support you when you ask for our help. Mm. And um, just hearing that story, it's just like us not knowing what's on the other side, but then you have people that connect with the other side and then you hear from their perspective, we're actually here, but we're not going to bother your existence unless you call on us. Mm -hmm. And that's true. It's like whatever energy you give to something gives them more power to exist. And I think about how Sometimes people are a lot more spiritually connected to mm-hmm. people that have passed on. But why don't we all have that connection? It's like we do, but we don't give that energy solely yeah. on that thing or solely on that person. Um, and it just got, got to me to show, like, you don't need, like, a priest. You don't need certain different people 
to connect with your your ancestors or anything like that it's like up to you to create those relationships and how far you want to take it you could but mm. a lot of us feel creeped out by that it definitely so we don't give it energy <laughs> it definitely creeps me out um i just i just i love the idea of it but dabbling in it myself just totally creeps me out because you don't know what what else is out there you don't but it also made me question because another thing that the medium was saying is your loved one is living vicariously through you and Mm. through your child so like her child is like currently like living his or her best life in a different Mm. space but he the person the loved one never got to travel mm-hmm. so then he was just like it's it's exciting for me to see those things and it, it's okay you can let him be free and do mm-hmm. those things because i'm protecting him but it's like just knowing how whatever energies you give to a certain thing can come to life but it was just fascinating to see or hear a medium share like what the other side was sharing about what they do because it creeps me out that they actually are here you know what I mean? yeah. that are they're present because i'm like every mistake that i make or everything that i make they see but like people that die are not dead that's what mm. i'm saying it's like they still have a, sp- a specific energy or space for us on this side uh- I get it. It still creeps me <laughs> out, but that seems like a a prison in a sense, right? Like, well, I yeah. I live here my whole life, right? And then when I pass away, I'm still going to be here watching over you. I can't really talk to you or communicate with you, but I'm still here in this like limbo type situation. Like ghosts. Have you ever seen the film Ghosts? Yeah, I, <laughs> that. That creeps me out not only on two things. The first one is you have somebody watch you always, which should be a good thing or a bad thing. But the second one is when you hopefully pass away of old age, you're going to get be stuck here. Well, that I don't think is that. I think they mm. have space to enter this this portal, a space to guide the people that are descendants of them mm-hmm. because also um this person my family member had lost a lot of people mm-hmm. but the other uh, the person on the other side was just like i'm with all of them i'm like we're, we're okay and mm-hmm. it's like they were explaining that they were the best versions of themselves in that space because how that person had passed that she was close to mm-hmm. how that person had passed was um very ill mm-hmm. But they were explaining, I'm fine now. I'm cool. So maybe it's like you, like, that's what I feel when people pass on, that their work is not done. They now are serving their descendants or supporting their descendants, protecting them. What do I always say? What? When I pass away of old age and become an ancestor. You don't want to be bothered. Don't call on me. (laughs) <laughs> I work you know too what? hard. I, I work feel, too hard. And that's what I'm like. The universe might be like, okay, bet. And then all of your descendants no, are just lost. Don't <laughs> tell me that. I'm just, I, come on, man. Look, it's not easy for a lot of people here. And not to sound like I don't like my life, but it's it's hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And we pretty much work a large amount of our lives. 
with like nothing to show for it. And then I have to retire, spend a little bit of my life with my grandkids, great grandkids or whatever, die of old age and then come back and help. I want to rest. I want to go on a vacation. <laughs> and man. you say that, but I think about it, you don't think your grandma sent me to you. Possibly. <laughs> like, that's what I think of. I'm like, you know. My grandma probably somewhere in heaven with her leg crossed, smoking her cigarettes and drinking her little and whiskey and just watching. Like, I know that nigga did something down there. But I don't know. That's that's weird. That's weird. Now I'm going to have a crazy dream tonight. <laughs> so I'm going to feel like right. somebody's I mean, watching me. I'm like. You think that it's weird, but you already had those connections that you don't want to attach yourself to. You don't invite them, but they like, like, you have instances where you know something happened. Like you were saying, you had a dream. Your grandma was telling yeah. you to protect the seed, whatever. Yeah. And, and that was a symbol. Like, that was like a metaphor for, like, you're about to have a child get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Been through three major car accidents. Been unscathed. Um. Mm, I wonder, did that just broken bones where I could have lost my life, you know what I mean, and and other life threatening situations, and I'm still here, you know, and I I get it. I feel like somebody or somebody's watching me, you know, um, having an ancestor with my my same name, Philip Heron. Um, I did an ancestry and um. The tree went all the way up to like 1815 or 1865, one of them. And there was an ancestor with my same exact name, spelled the same exact way, Philip, P-H-I-L-L-I-P, Herring. And had we had uh, griots or jollies telling the story of the herrings, you could Mm -hmm. have known how his personality was. Mm -hmm. With, I guess, a little sprinkle of embellishment here and there, but at least you would have known the narrative of your friend. Oh man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, but the goat man of Prince George's County. I hope I want I tell you one thing. I hope I never see that <laughs> that ugly individual ever. I don't want to see I'm a goat curious, man. Like, what would a goat man look like? And do you have clothes on? Do you have like a shirt on at the top and then like Probably not. He probably looked like um <laughs> what's Narnia? Oh yeah. You, wasn't there a goat man in there? I don't. I remember lion. No, oh, you old. Oh, Hercules, the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Harry Bottom, mm-hmm. nothing on top. Interesting. So, how do you eat your food? You just gotta eat grass. I guess if you a goat, what do goats eat? Grass. Apparently, hey. in Prince George's County, they eat people. <laughs> oh yeah. So he might have sharp teeth. Maybe. Is he? What descent is he like? He's descended from a goat. <laughs> right, but I'm like, do you have a goat head or a human face or like? I don't what? know. I don't <laughs> That's know. what I'm curious that. about. How you? How do you navigate as a goat man? Especially in the winter time, I guess. If you got hairy, it's probably. Not